everybody. Welcome to the AN After Show. Uh, this week it's me, Lindsay Leverage, and James Beckett. Yo. Jackie is out this week, and next week she's in Montreal hosting a esports event. Um, I think it's like the fa- finals for a game that I'm not familiar with. Yeah, I'm sure everyone's just doing their their best out there. But yeah, um, I feel bad for not getting the streaming information. Otherwise, I give it to you guys so you guys can go root or you know cheer her on while she she hosts that. All but, right, I can find it. Let's yeah. See. Yeah, James will find it for us, and we'll we'll put it in the in the comments so you can tell Jackie that you miss her and stuff. But in the meantime, it's going to be James and me, and we're going to be talking about uh, this new One Punch Man collab with Overwatch Two. Uh, we're going to talk about Demon Slayer, uh, the the new arc of Demon Slayer. The first episode opened in theaters in Japan. It's going to air on TV in April, so we're going to give you all the details about about that new season. And we're going to talk about Trigun. This uh, episode was pretty heavy, I feel like. And then we'll kind of cap things off with Buddy Daddies, which was not heavy. Because that's just a feel-good show that um, everyone should be watching. So yes. before, before we get started, I just want to remind everyone to please subscribe to the channel. We are on YouTube and Twitter and Facebook. And you can also listen to the audio version on your favorite podcast, playing service, streaming service. Uh, you usually get the episodes up the following day on Wednesday. Otherwise, we're here streaming live on Tuesday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. So with that said, all right, let's let's uh, let's talk about Overwatch 2, a game that I have not played. Woo, everyone's favorite uh, game right now. Yeah. I was gonna, I actually, I was going to say there's another game that's causing a lot more controversy, but for a while. We don't have was, to talk about that one. We definitely don't. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely do not. We do not need to talk about that one. Um, but Overwatch, for, for, for a while, Overwatch 2 is the uh, the whipping horse of the internet. Oh, so. yeah. People were pretty upset, I think, when that one launched because characters that had previously existed were now behind um, a paywall or a, a time wall, basically. Well, the, the whole like monetization scheme that they've got, because they got rid of the, the loot boxes because okay. um, yeah. Europe, Europe decided that they... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so now they they somehow made it even worse to where... Um, I mean, it's, it's the way that so many of these shooters are now, where it's if you don't religiously play the game all the time every day then you you can't make reasonable meaningful progression and yeah. it's just plus it, it didn't have the single player mode that they promised for like ever which was like one of the reasons that they said they wanted to update to a full numbered like new version and yeah. then they said no nah, never mind we don't actually have the single player yet it'll be out someday so uh, i could say things about blizzard yeah. you know i mean they've been in the news for their own reason not related to overwatch disappointment i mean we could talk about Kodak and yep. breast milk, but I think instead yep. Yep. of yep. talking yep. about that, uh, <laughs> they are uh, releasing their first major collab, like uh, IP collaboration, which I didn't know. I didn't know that Overwatch hadn't done like skins and stuff that tied into a pre-existing IP before. Um, all the cool kids do that, you know. Fortnite does that. You get everything. that Fortnite money. Yeah, I got to get that Fortnite money. So. Um, I was surprised that this was the first one, but nonetheless, uh, I think they picked a pretty good one. They're going with One Punch Man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me pull up a picture. There's going to be more One Punch Man related things before the uh, before it launches, the collaboration launches on March 7th. But so far, they've released a, a skin or costume for uh, Doomfist, which just seems... 
it's appropriate. Like, yeah, the most appropriate one. So let me uh, let me yeah. see if I can make that bigger for you guys. It's, I mean, the thing about the whole One Punch Man outfit is that he's just on Pan Man, but like, yeah. <laughs> so right. I mean, he just looks like a he just looks like a like a mustard mascot. Um, but that's cool. Yeah, you know, he's got he's got. I mean, he does have in fact a punch that will probably kill you in one hit. Yeah. So that's, you know, lore accurate. Um, before we uh, talk more about this, I also, we had a couple comments that I wanted to, to acknowledge. First, Quanti5, thank you for skipping uh, the State of the Union to be here. I did not know we were currently competing with the President of the United States, but, you I know. Mean, we're I, obviously better, so. That's, yeah. You know, competing is not really, I mean, you know. Yeah. Best yeah. elect old Joe, but. Yeah. I don't think I mean, he has anything to say about buddy daddies this week. No, probably not. I doubt he's watching Bash the Stampede either. Um, just missing it on on all sides there. Uh, wasn't well, cosplaying Makima? Uh, what? At the, uh, did you see that? It was no. Um, what? Oh, okay. okay. Now it wasn't. I don't know if it was like. Uh, one second. I totally have to show this. I totally. Um, okay. That just reminded me of this. This completely. Um, Share your uh, screen and page. You can pull it up. Yeah. yeah. If I can find it, it was now. It's not like a confirmed thing, mm -hmm. but um, it was. Oh gosh, I could have sworn I said. Oh, there it is. Um, it was Shania Twain. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gonna, one second, I saw one her outfit at the Grammys, and I thought it was really cool in like a over-the-top cartoony way. Yeah. Like red, red wig and. And that's and what everyone black was thinking. Wait, are you saying that's a reference to something? Well, that's what people are thinking because there we go. The uh, you know the hair, especially with that with that back braid there. Oh, oh. A lot okay, of, a lot so of this people, is because she's got. She switched outfits before she appeared on stage because this outfit is, and I mean celebrities do that at the Grammys because this outfit is different than what she wore on the carpet outside. It's completely different. That does look like Makima. That that just I mean right like it's kind of yeah uncanny. like. You know. Yeah. Wow. Do we did Shania Twain a secret chainsaw man stand? I hope so. so. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, I'll have to uh, follow up with her on that and see. Oh, people were also cat uh 1721. Also, people were joking that it's Gr Grell from Black Butler, which I can also see that. Yeah. I have not seen Black Butler, but I will take that. Uh, I'll take your guys' word for that one. She does look kind of butlery. She does have like yeah, a, a yeah, just in general, like very well-to-do look. Um, I also want to give a shout out to John Drawing. Uh, John said he can't stay because he has work, but um, they listen to the audio version of the podcast and appreciate all the effort we put in every week. Thank you, John Drawing. That's really nice. And we appreciate um, the effort that you put into whatever it is that you do. I just appreciate getting nice comments every once in a while because I live off acknowledgement. Yes. So. You can send me nice emails all the time and they'll make my day. Mm -hmm. So thanks. Um, all right. Back to uh, Overwatch 2. Yeah. So they revealed the Doom sk uh, Fist skin, which we, we showed earlier, but there's also going to be cosmetics, which I assume are just like little equipable items. Like they got like little weapon, weapon danglies and, and all that stuff. So, and there's going to be a legendary skin that you can only get um, through earning it in game. Okay. That's related to it. Um, I hope they make the mosquito lady. Like, yeah, like I feel that like would be, that would be cool. Like I'm trying to. I it's been so long that all I can think of. 
like I'm trying to think of who would be Moira. Is that her name? The like the Irish lady with the with the balls. Um, she could be a mosquito lady, maybe. Uh, oh, um, oh, that's one of the characters. Yeah, I was also thinking like from One Punch Man. There's the the common writer guy who's not a common writer. It's a dude on a bicycle. Isn't it the Moomin writer or Moomin like Moomin writer? Yeah, yeah, that would be good. They should just um, make him a character, not even a skin. Like he should just be a playable. Yeah, just put a woman writer in in things. Like yeah. he, he deserves it for sure. Yeah. So uh, you guys can look forward to like more information about the collaboration before it launches. They're going to be making announcements as it goes. So uh, Louise Esquivel says uh, Echo is perfect for that. See, I don't know who the characters in Overwatch okay. are. Okay, so I think is that the, I think here. that might be the sniper lady. Maybe I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was trying to think of what other really I mean there's the tornado lady from One Punch Man as well where she's got like the the green like, yeah 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 hair that I I fell off One Punch Man I need to that I only watched the first season and that's really all you need so yeah I've heard the yeah. manga's good I've I've thought yeah. about sitting down and catching up with the manga but I say that about I mean, literally every manga yeah it isn't I mean it's Yusuke me. Murata so it looks really good and stories by the same guy that did Mob Psycho yeah so, yeah all right um that's about it we have on Overwatch. I wrote in the YouTube description for this that I was going to tell you guys everything you need to know about Swordsmith Village arc for Demon Slayer. So I'm going to do my best to get you all up to date in case you've been sleeping on that or just, you know, want the latest. Um, first off, the Swordsmith Village arc is it's going to premiere on TV in April. and will definitely be live streamed um, or week, streamed weekly. Um, but the first episode is airing with uh, the two previous episodes from the Entertainment District arc together in theaters in Japan right now. So like it's like want... a single movie edit? Yeah, yeah, kind of. Or I, I don't really know how they're editing it together, but they're just, you know, building up hype for this as it goes. So um, it'll also be here in Los Angeles. There'll be a red carpet screening on February 18th at the Orpheum Theater and they're bringing uh, Natsuki Hanae, uh, Yuma Takahashi, and there'll be a performance by the theme song performer Imer. So okay. there will be an opportunity to also see the first episode of the Swordsmith Village arc early if you're in Los Angeles. And if you get tickets, which went on sale today. So if you didn't know about this and you're like, holy crap, I'm in Los Angeles and I want to go, um, go check to see if, if they're sold out or not. I haven't seen anything on social media about them being sold out. So you're going to want to get on that. And if you're listening um, to the audio version of this podcast a week from now, sorry. Uh, or tomorrow. It'll be tomorrow. Or tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Or at any time in the future, maybe 10 years from now, you're yeah, catching up on a, on a backlog. And you <laughs> will not I'm be sorry, able to tickets are here. sold out. Yeah. This isn't happening anymore. Um, Charles Darcy wrote, there's a lot of camera leaks on Twitter. I heard about that. Um, a pretty prominent leaking leak leaker. Okay, sounds gross. Leaker account on Twitter um, supposedly put that up and I went and looked and if they did, they may have already taken it down. This is that leaker's like second account. Their first one got, I don't know if it got banned or just suspended over the uh, One Punch Man MAPA alleged leak that still hasn't been confirmed yet. So um, I remember cam rips from back in the, in the, in the torrenting days. I feel like. Oh. Yeah, what innocent, what innocent kids we were. I feel like those environments are a little bit different in that, like that time. I mean, it still wasn't okay, but that time period we were talking about, like years of delay between something coming out in Japan and then coming out on home video in the U.S. because yes. streaming didn't exist, so 
Like it, you had to wait for the DVDs. We definitely did not have Fathom events. No, so. no. Um, in this case, though, it's like just wait, guys. Yeah, it's going to be like, what, like a month or something. All like, of it. You want to watch like the really crappy, um, like phone recording version of this, just to say that you've already seen it. It's going to look like shit. And the manga, you can just read the manga for you can also just read the manga, jump. which ended like a year or more ago at this point. So, I mean, the whole story is out there. Um, yeah, I'm actually curious because I haven't read the manga. And yeah. I'm, I'm wondering how far along we are as far as, you know, how much Demon Slayer we've got left. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, Nicholas like is much. not in the chat right now. And he would definitely know as my Shonen Jump guy. So um, I'll have to hit him up yeah uh theo the newest demon slayer season isn't out it'll be out in april um but there is a screening a theater screening going on in japan right now as well as one upcoming in los angeles uh, this month so anyway here's some of the the details that we do know about the third season um if you have not gone and watched some crappy phone rip <laughs> That was taken in a Japanese movie theater. Which you shouldn't um, do. Don't pirate your anime. They need, yeah. they need the money. My God. Yeah. Um, first off, it's doing like gangbusters as far as in theaters itself. Um, yeah, surprise, right? Let me, let me put yeah. on my surprised hat. Uh, the same series that, you know, Mugen Train um, has opened a singular episode with two previous episodes in Japanese theaters. Uh, it opened at number one in, in theaters in Japan. And has sold over 800,000 tickets and earned about eight and three quarter million dollars that's so, a lot. That's in a its lot. first three days, opening weekend. So that that's good numbers for good box office numbers for Japan. Um, we also know who is singing the opening theme song and it's Man with a Mission. Oh, with yes. uh, I think she pronounces her stage name as Malay. It's M-I-L-E-T, and that looks French to me. So I'm saying it's Malay. Um, if it's Millet, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with Malay. Let's go with Malay. Uh, the name of the song is called Kizuna no Kiseki, which is a family's promise, if I'm remember if I'm translating that right, or it's I'm pretty sure. Or is it promise of a bond? God, I know Kiseki. Wait, Kiseki's miracle. He's God, I shouldn't do this. It just makes me look unqualified. Um, hey guys, give us a translation of uh, Kisuna no Kiseki in the chat, please. And I also have a video that shows off some of the new villain characters. Fun. Um, one of them we, we can't wait to before. learn more about them right before they die. <laughs> James. <laughs> James. What? Um, that is, that is, is not even an insult. That is just how the show goes. That is true. That is true. Every uh, time. Oh, I got to pull this over here. Forgot that I had two screens for a second. Um, one of them, I mean, is, is kind of giving me flack. Like, at the end of Entertainment District Arc, the brother died, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Super he shows up in this video, and I'm like, wait, isn't he dead? So that kind of... Uh, I thought he super died. I'm pretty he sure. He got his backstory. That's when you die in that show. Yeah. So anyway, here's a, here's a little preview trailer that... New Demons... Fun. Oh, Theo, I haven't caught up with Finland Saga yet. Please don't um, shame me. I It is really on my to-do. So that's the guy from Mugen Train. He ran away, right? Like, they didn't get him. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, he was killed. Wasn't he killed by uh, the head guy? The head yeah, demon? I'm pretty he sure they're both him. dead. 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Okay, this guy's freaky because his little like arms coming out of his head and then just like eyeball and his, like, all of his all this stuff's mixed up. After we watch this, I'm gonna go back and pause it so you can get a full appreciation for how disgusting this guy looks. The mouth eyes reminds me of that guy from Sandman, and I didn't like it there either. <laughs> That's not where mouth should go. Yeah. Yeah. His, he's got mouths where his eyeball should be, and then like an eyeball where his mouth should be and then weird cabbage patch doll arms coming out of his head. I mean, you can't fault Demon Slayer for its character designs. It's yeah. got some of the best in the biz as far as just weird... He's got four of those little baby arms. Did you see that? Don't like it. Don't like it. I'm going back so we can all really appreciate how yeah, gross he no. looks. Just... Just what is going on here? And the colors, it's like... <laughs> it's it's really like... It's green, right? It's, it's like if you ask, like, a really incompetent AI generator to design, like, a JoJo's villain. Mm. Mm -hmm. But then, like, ran a Cronenberg filter through it. And then this <laughs> is, like, what popped out. Do they make those? Can I just download a Cronenberg filter? It I've should. got so many selfies I could run that over. I know. It, it, it would be great. Yeah. So that's what's... Uh, that's what's up with with Demon Slayer. Um, do you guys want to hear a preview of the theme song? Because I've got a video of that too. But kind of want to hear what a uh, man with the mission is serving up for. I'll take any man song. with the mission. Choice. All right, yeah. Let's let's pull this up. It's only about thirty seconds, so we can we can do this. All right, here we go. I like um, Nezuko with braids. I almost called her Nuriko, which is Fushugi Yugi, so ignore that. But. Oh, wait, I missed the braids. Oh, you did? We can go back. Uh, yes, Golden Kamui will restart its broadcast next season from the beginning. There was an unfortunate um, death of a staff member that who's like, who's uh, role and identity haven't been revealed, but um, they are planning to restart. Okay, let me pause it. There she is. She's just oh, there for a cute. second. That's good. It kind of looks like whoever is sitting behind her, where did it go? It's just, okay, yeah, maybe whoever was sitting behind her braided her hair, but that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's fun. Could be fun. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's what that's what we know so far. Again, if you want to attend that Los Angeles screening, um, it's on February 18th at the Orpheum Theater, and tickets should be on sale for that now at Ticketmaster. So, you know, everyone's favorite. I was going to say, they also have no shortage of controversy. I was going <laughs> right. to say, did, is Taylor Swift allowing them to continue existing? That's very kind of her. Yeah, it is really nice. Also, um, to feel extra dumb, I wrote the translation to Kizana no Kiseki in parentheses right next to it in my notes, and it's Bonds of Miracle. And I just ignored that and made an idiot of myself. So, all right. Oh, you're fine. Um, okay. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Oh, no, we wanted to talk about controversy. We were going to talk about AI, which is continually uh, coming up. I don't like how much it's coming up. It feels mm -hmm. too, there's too much. It's like with NFTs where like one day it was just some idiot with a gorilla picture. And then all yeah. of a sudden it was like taking over the world. Uh, hopefully like NFTs, this will die a quick death, but I don't think so because um, Google's got skin in the game now, which isn't great. Yeah. Yeah. 
So in this case in particular, we have a we have a video up on our YouTube about it that talks talks a little more. But um, Netflix Japan made three shorts with Studio Wit called a boy. Is it a boy and his dog? I think. I think so. It's something like that. Or plus dog, something like that. I'm trying not to mix it up with the the low budget post apocalyptic. The seventies. The seven. The misogynistic seventies film. Yeah. 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 Uh, no relation to that. Um, but anyway, they, they made that with Wit Studio and in putting it on Twitter, Netflix Japan wrote that they utilized AI for the background art. Uh, and this was due to a labor shortage mm. and people were not happy with that, especially because the credits of said short for background art, it just wrote AI and then in parentheses plus human, and there was no name. And so they were probably trying to be coy. It didn't work. And people are not not happy. I mean, we can kind of like go down the list of like three different reasons why this is not a great idea. Um, one being pay humans more for work. Don't replace them with machines. Yeah, maybe uh, instead of making more anime... Well, who was it? What what was the interview that we were talking about or that someone was sharing? Maybe it was last week. Mm -hmm. Where it was one of like the industry vets that was just saying, maybe we should just make less anime. You know? I don't know. What if we did that? What if we give that a shot? It's just not make as much. Because we don't, sure need, we don't need 45 that. new no. shows every mm -hmm. four months. No. no one needs that. Hey, James, how many how many trailers did we watch for the last trailer watch party? Was it, it was like 45? It was more like 55. It was like the oh. most we'd ever done. It was over 50 shows. I mean, some of them were shorts, but it was otherwise 50 shows. And I that's not even all of them because there's also a lot of um, anime that comes out that's specifically targeting like, targeting like elementary to preschool that I didn't include because I, I knew like our target audience is not going to watch any of this stuff. So Thank that's you. not Thank that's you. not even all of it. Um, I. Cat1721 said it was Masahiko Minami that said we should just make more. Uh, the Full Metal Alchemist uh, 2003 director. I don't know if that interview was recent, sure. but yeah, but that does sound like something that I've read by them before. Um, yeah, we could we could just make less. I mean, there's there's labor shortages for a bunch of reasons. One is because yeah, the the demand. I feel like the supply is is outgrowing the demand by quite a bit, and that's why people keep saying that the bubble is gonna is gonna crash. Like eventually, the foreign investment that's keeping this afloat um, in these streaming uh, license competitions is, is gonna fizzle out because you can't hold you can't hold the attention of enough people to have all of these. We could and have just one crappy isekai every six months. And that would it, be fine. It's a shotgun approach, too. Um, <laughs> the, the production committee system is, is focusing on a shotgun approach. They want to spread out their investments among a bunch of shows and hope that one of them does well instead of going all in on a couple. And that's why we keep getting this scenario. So, yeah, um, there's just there's a labor shortage because too much is being made, regardless of whether there's an audience for all of it. Um, it's also... COVID is still happening. Um, that is still shutting down studios in Japan. Um, and their production mm -hmm. pipeline is to 
uh, short that they can't handle any kind of delays like that. And it can upend a whole production. It's also a lot of stuff's getting outsourced to China still. And they're also dealing with COVID over there, plus their own productions. Because, I mean, Chinese animation is kind of taking off, too. Um, mm -hmm. Seeing stuff like Link, Click, and, and whatnot is fairly popular. So there's just, um, instead of maybe pumping the brakes, like seeing this as a sign, like we need to pump the brakes, they're turning to AI. Um, so then there's that. But on top of that, artists are already underpaid. And there's within anime, um, even on the English side of things, you hear about people not getting credited for their work. They have to Crunchyroll doesn't credit any of their translators. <clears throat> Stuff like that. So you, you get that community also riled up when they start seeing things like, oh, we didn't name the person who worked on the backgrounds. We just referred to them as a human. And it's possible that artist was in on the joke and they thought it was funny. like, But it didn't translate over. So Most multi-billion dollar companies should stop trying to be cute because <laughs> it doesn't usually work. It's yeah, it's kind of the same approach as when you see like the official Wendy's account post a meme and you're like, stop. Or when they just start like, like just straight up like insulting people and just like trying to act like real humans. They're when... like, like, yeah, Papa John's clapped back. Like, yeah. shut up. Shut up. Guys, Papa John's called me a cuck. Does that mean I want their pizza <laughs> or not? <laughs> Hashtag relatable. <laughs> no. We've all been there. Yeah, we've all been there. We've all been yelled at by a multi-conglomerate billion-dollar corporation at least once. Actually, I'm trying to remember now that may have happened to me, and I just can't recall which one it was. Because I get spicy on Twitter sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, silence brand. All right. Um, was there anything like you wanted to add on the the AI thing, other than you know it being a sign of the collapse of civilization? I mean, I just get deeply depressed. Um, mm -hmm. Me too. Well, in, in, edu <laughs> in education, it's something that we've been dealing with because of all this chat, GP, whatever. Oh, yeah. Whatever. I mean, they could be coming for our jobs, too. Oh, I know. Well, but and I get really depressed when I see people, like, um, just uncritically uh, singing the praises of this kind of stuff when they're like, oh, it just means that it'll be easier to, to make more for less money. Mm -hmm. and it's like, that's not like a, that's not a good thing, usually. Usually when that happens, it means that an industry is about to collapse. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It. Um, I think that one the, the whole point of any art form, whether it be writing or animation or Play-Doh sculptures or whatever, <laughs> is to uh, engage in the ancient act of human communication. That's 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 why art exists. That's yeah. the whole point. And the minute we just give that over to computers because we started treating art as content to consume, um, then maybe we don't deserve it anymore. Maybe we should just hit pause on art and figure our poop out. Yeah, that's. Uh, I'm taking all my art and I'm gonna go home. I'm gonna go home. Okay. Just take all my. I'm going to write all my fix in a little yeah. notebook and then not let any of you guys read it. Yeah, um, you guys you guys will never know what happens to my Fruit of Evolution OCs. <laughs> and that's your loss. Okay? So. Yeah. Yeah. No, the chat GPT stuff uh, freaks me out. 
legitimately. Um, we did like, not, I say we, not A&N, um, myself and my husband did some like light testing with it for um, D&D writing, like just to, to write a background scenario for a town in D&D. And he did that. And then he, he sent me the text and I didn't know he had used it. I thought he wrote it. Like I read it and I was like, oh, that's actually, that's really good. And then he's like, yeah, I was testing out the chat GPT. I'm like, I hate this. Why would you bring this into our home? Why would yeah, you bring this into home? This is, this is worse than when we got an Alexa for Christmas, all right? Like, threw that <laughs> thing out. Don't need Bezos listening to me. Um, I, I have one, but I only use it as a Bluetooth speaker when I'm in the shower. So I can listen to my tunes while I'm shampooing my hair. They and do so make Bluetooth speakers that you can use to do that that aren't listening to you. Yeah, but I got that Alexa for free, and so <laughs> I would have to. I have to. I mean, spend we got ours for free. Like it was given to us through Matt's work, like a Christmas blind elephant, white elephant sort of thing, like years and years ago. And I mean, my toddler—he was a toddler at the time—just thought it was great. He could talk to something, and it would talk back to him. He could ask it math problems and stuff. I'm like, that's cute, but we're not keeping this. So now <laughs> just you just get the yeah. hammer, and you're like, nope, this is nope. this has to go. <laughs> nope, this is dystopian hell. It's like, a, I, I don't remember who it was. Someone I knew was like, yeah, we got one of those uh, ring, the ring thing. Oh, God, no, door. no. I was no, like, no, no, no. I'm not coming over. I don't need, I didn't say that, but I don't, I don't need anyone knowing when I'm coming to your house or not. I'm That's coming creepy. in through the, the kitchen window from here on yeah. out. And you can't I'm going to pull like Clarissa explains it all, grab a ladder, and I'm just coming in through the bedroom window. That's a sick reference. That's a Thanks. sick reference. Yeah. <laughs> That was a good one because that's exactly what I was thinking of. You're you're yeah. either there or you weren't, guys. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's talk about an extremely heavy episode of Trigun Stampede that tackles um, cults mm -hmm. and uh, like child exploitation. Yeah. And body horror and torture. Bash's um, hypocrisy, which he's called out on repeatedly during this episode. Uh, there's there's some like big character questions you can read into what's going on here. Um, the unceasing of, pain of a ostensibly endless life. Who knows? Like, you know, or you know, however old he is. I'm sorry, I just disassociated when you said that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh. living, living forever is fun, right? It's not right? a permanent hell of loss and torment and guilt. Yeah. Oh, Vash, our boy. <sighs> Yeah, yeah, that was actually that was one of the primary questions I had about this was how old is Vash the Stampede? Because um, we learn in this episode that he, I mean, first off, they do a pretty good job not giving away the fact that a lot of this is a flashback. Mm -hmm. And then we learn about mid two thirds into the episode that it's a flashback from 20 years ago. And Vash hasn't aged. No one directly comments on that in this episode, but well, that not, is some... well, not only that. But he he, what's his name? Rolo, the little boy. Yeah, yeah. He was apparently there when Rolo was born, so that means yeah, thirty he so... years he's not aged a day. Yeah. Right? Uh, However so old. Rolo do you think was. he was like a citizen of the town for a time then? Because like no, I I got the impression that he's he's just been wandering back and forth for however yeah. long. Because the mother knew him, like the mother, like obviously the mother knew him because. He oh yeah, but the child baby. didn't when they first meet. He's just like, oh, oh you must be Bash the Stampede, 
So it's not like he was a reoccurring figure in his life up to that point. Well, and we, I mean, and you've, you've talked about how in the original anime, this is a lot more of a surprise, but it, it's one of those things that I think it's kind of clever the way the show kind of gets you to forget about it, even though it never tried to hide it. But we saw Vash and Knives land on the planet when they were kids. And, you know, they talk about all of the technology that presumably came from that fancy spaceship of theirs as if it's like this lost, you know, ancient, forgotten, you know, they, they live in like a rusted out apocalypse version of everything. Yeah. And I mean, um, when we hear the the religious uh, broadcast early on the episode, they, they kind of refer to it as an arc. So the, the idea that I got there was like, oh, maybe these people are like descendants of some of the survivors hmm. of a spaceship like Vash's that went down. Like maybe everyone didn't catch on fire and, and, and die like uh, knives intended. And there's like a handful that are living here or they found the wreckage. They were, you know, they already lived on a uh, gun smoke and found the wreckage. And then they've since like created a religious mythology around it. What a sick name for a planet, by the way. Gunsmoke. Gun yeah. Like yeah, we, I think all planets should be named after classic 60s, 70s era television shows. Yeah. Yeah. Like we should rename Earth to Columbo, for one. A uh, little weird tidbit I picked up off some special I probably watched decades ago. Um, Gunsmoke is the reason that Gilligan's Island got canceled. What? Yeah. The, um, cool. the guy, the CEO or the guy who was running the station that Gilligan's Island ran, his wife really liked Gunsmoke. She wanted it to come back. And so he moved Gilligan's Island, he either took it off the air or moved it into a really crappy time slot and it died. It was like something Thursday like at 2 p.m. or something. Yeah, something like that because his wife wanted more Gunsmoke. Um, so anyway, yeah, we're seeing Rolo here. He's got what appears to be like a prominent, I assume that's a birthmark on his face. I mean, yeah, I don't think it has anything to do. He's also... Uh, has poor constitution, maybe really bad asthma, and all the dust isn't helping, or or sand, or whatever. But he's you know he's shown coughing, so he's and he's considered sick, and supposedly isn't going to live into adulthood. And on top of that, his community thinks that God eats children in order to um, they they engage in human sacrifice. Yep, which yeah. is just like. Uh, they, I felt like this part kind of got overlooked. So this is Roberto saying it's a church of plant worshipers. They don't have a plant in this town, though. So I don't know what they're worshiping directly, although they do mention like two names of what we can say are the cult leaders, like a reverend, reverend so-and-so and brother, what's his name? They don't actually like, I think, appear really in this episode. Um but yeah, this is just these are just good character faces again, right, James? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I can't help myself. It's like fifty percent of the appeal of the show. It's just all the fun expressions, and this, also this is a good character face. This is a good character face, and also looking back on the episode now, this is another hint that what we're seeing is a flashback, um, because obviously some sort of legend regarding Rolo's final form has has accumulated yeah. into the story that Roberto was telling to scare scare Merrill. Mm -hmm. So it's another bit of like foreshadowing. All who laid eyes on it were massacred, every last one of them. So yeah, I guess looking back at that too, it's implied that um Rolo went crazy, you know, went mad 
which the experiments that he underwent were supposed to heighten his emotions and killed everyone in town. Yeah. Again, it's like implied, but not directly said by Rolo or like he doesn't express guilt about it or anything. But if any parts of the story that Roberto is telling are true, then we can assume that he went on a, a murder spree. Yeah. Why does God eat the sacrificed children? Quote of the year. Anime question, quote kid. of the year. Good question. Good good question, child. Why does your deity eat children? And this is after, but there was another scene earlier in this where, you know, his mom's trying to come to terms with the fact that she's going to let her kid be sacrificed to bring wind. And there's a woman comforting her by just like letting her know that her child being born for this purpose is like an honor and all these other sorts of really creepy things that are supposed to make them feel better about um, what they're doing, I guess. I mean, hey, you got to cope somehow, right? I guess so. Um, yeah. And I, I do you think this would qualify them as a death cult. I'm not an expert on cults, mm, but I think, I think they'd only be a death cult if they like, all actively sought their own annihilation like okay heaven's gate style you know yeah um i think this just makes them a human sacrifice cult yeah which i feel like there has to be some like categorization that some like obscure phd has like uh, produced somewhere like a scale of of, of cult deathiness <laughs> probably there probably is and what's funny is uh, there is someone i follow on twitter who probably would know that like they actually specialize in cults but um, i'll have to hit them up about about this episode because i was thinking about them while i was watching it um yeah so they come across this uh i mean looking at this shot it looked like it was a pretty substantial sized town or at least around the same size as, as the last one, right? Uh, yeah, the last one, right? Yeah. Um, Vash just looks sad the whole time in this episode. And for good reason, because uh, he done fucked up. Yeah, he goofed. He yes. goofed. So uh, in my notes, I wrote two things about Vash. One, is Vash's pacifism noble or is he running from reality? Because he refuses to kill this guy the whole time. Mm -hmm. And Wolfwood actually makes a pretty strong case for it after this and it points out a flaw in Vash's dedication to like just never killing anyone and two uh, Vash also seems pretty eager to climb up on a cross like the guy is has no self-preservation instinct at all and I feel like that can only be driven by actual loathing towards himself despite oh, how yeah. he like masquerades it as this sort of like higher purpose i mean he's not preachy about it or whatever but he's he adheres to it to a degree where it puts himself and others in danger and also just causes a lot of trouble for a bunch of different people like yeah, he inserts it, it, himself into these towns and then when trouble follows him like he won't kill anyone to stop it and so maybe there's more destruction as a result of it like i feel like you could make that argument totally i mean it's you know, you have to wonder how much of his refusal to engage is sort of a, a, a planned self-defeatism, right? Where yeah. his thinking is like, hey, and if I die, well, then that's just what I deserve. And so, right. um, and it, it's probably why he doesn't go out of his way to make these human connections. And I'm wondering if his his friendships with these other characters are, is going to be what finally gets him to, to actually go, oh, wait, um, 
I can't live like this anymore. Uh, at least not, yeah. not on Planet Gunsmoke. Yeah. Yeah, because what we find out about you know Rolo is that Vash said that he would cure him, that he would get him some kind of medicine for his uh, condition. And he even says that if your God won't save you, I will, which is like a huge commitment. That, that was, that's where I was like, Vash, child. buddy. <laughs> yeah, you can't, you can't just like do that. Like, so of course, when he has to travel, you know, he doesn't have a car. Um, wherever he needed to go to get the treatment that he thought the, the boy needed. By the time he got back, it was too late. He'd already been sacrificed to the, well, he didn't end up getting sacrificed to a God. Um, and I, well, I have some like, been, confusion I was about wondering, are they referring to millions knives? Is he the God that they're referring to? Like when, what's his name is like the God you're speaking of isn't here. Was that him saying? That was a badass no line, here. by the way. It was. Yeah. Was that him literally saying, "The God you're worshiping isn't here. He's off doing knives things. I'm here instead." <laughs> like yeah. I didn't know if it was if it was like a literal or just more of like a nihilistic like. I think actually that makes sense. Um, it probably is knives because he, he, looking at the quote now, it's not just the God you praise isn't here. Um, he says the man you praise as God. So that I think does imply that it's probably knives. Or was he talking and, about Vash? Like the you know, like No, the, because I don't think because the mom knew him, but she doesn't like I think if she thought of Vash as a deity of some sort, we would have seen some kind of reverence or something when he returned Rolo to her. So I, I think it is most likely knives in this case. And um Do you think he knew that they were sacrificing kids? Did Vash know? I don't think Vash knew that okay. they were sacrificing kids. I also don't think he knew that they worshipped his brother. Um, okay. If he did, none of that's communicated in this episode to lead us to believe that he did know that and was making some kind of... Because I feel like there would be more urgency um, if that was the ongoing situation, right? Um and uh, as Theo points out here, the sacrificing is just the kids being sent to the doctor who works with knives, though, right? Yeah, that does appear to be what it is. Um, they open those double doors. And sorry, I'm like trying to recall because I don't think we have the exact. They, they, put um, him in like the, they put him in the church, basically. And they then... put him in a church. And there was some like, I feel like there, they were in regalia that kind of looked like religious garb like they had uh the body the muscle that like pulled the kid brought the, yeah. kid to the doctor like they had like some kind of like um sheath sort of thing uh yeah over their face with like a symbol on it and all this other kind of stuff and it does like i said they did mention on the radio two specific names that sat, were like reverend so-and-so and brother what's his name um who again i can't recall so it does make me think that there was at least like this whole sort of rigmarole presentation of religion with a church and with people like giving speeches and they have a radio program and all this other kind of stuff. Maybe it's all just like psychological conditioning yeah, so that this I, I, doctor can get specimens because I mean, he's been, he's been doing experiments for a long time. We saw in an earlier episode, he had all those people and, and whatnot in tubes, right? Yeah. It just makes you wonder, because I, I think the implication is that the people in the village don't know 
Yeah. That the kids are actually just being sent to do experiments. Right. And most of the kids die as a result. Like that's the thing with Rolo that's different is that previous experiments all failed. So um, that's kind of the unique scenario where someone survived and then came back to the town afterwards and they were all confronted with it. Because prior to that, they were sacrificing these kids and just straight up never seeing them again. Um, and this also being 20 years ago means that this girl has not aged. Because we saw her um, after last episode, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah she, she was she still was, with the doctor. She looked exactly like this, right? Yeah, she, she was there when knives blew up the town. Yeah. Yeah. She's got yeah. this spooky vampire teeth, too. So, yeah. That girl ain't right. Yeah. So I don't know if she's like a new creation or if she's also like Vash Knives, someone who survived uh, the crash. But strangely, um, Vash Knives have, have physically aged. Like they may have existed for a really long period of time that we don't know at this point, but they did like reach an adult body and then stop like at like a 20 something year old appearance. Whereas- uh, Really just aged really slow, like- as possible, yeah. But if she is from the same exact ship, she seems to be aging much slower, if not at all. Um, yeah. So they put the boy on a cross, as you do. Yeah. <laughs> um, the doctor has aged, right? He, he looked older at the end of this episode when they found out that he was, that Rolo had died. Oh, We'll get to the screenshots at the end and confirm or, or deny my suspicion. But yeah, so he undergoes all the experiments. Did uh, Rolo's new form remind you of Bane? Oh, totally. Okay. <laughs> Glad we were like both there. It reminded also, me of Bane and uh, the one of the bad guys from Alito. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I thought like other than the fact that he's like roided out, he's got injections that go into him that causes cells to like heal quickly when he's injured. I like that he's just also got turbines. So he just blows wind really fast, which is a, kind of an irony, I think. Because yeah, he was yeah. sacrificed to bring wind, and now he literally does that with mechanical appendages on him. So, so yeah. And then his mom is terrified. And I think probably him going home to his mom. I don't know why the doctor let him go home to his mom. Probably not. I, I think we're not supposed to think about that part, right? I think, I mean, I think... I guess for whatever reason, there's, they're, you know, like, I think they're just trying to, to, he's, it could have just been like, he wanted to see what would happen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. The, the doctor just seems like he's, he's in it for whatever, you know, he just wants to, yeah, for, for the science. So um, I'm assuming he went home to his mom and then when she rejected him, that might've spurred him to wipe out the rest of the town in a rage. I would think. As you do. Yeah. But yeah, here's a Vash. Maybe he's got a little more hair. Maybe he looks a tiny bit younger in this. If you maybe, look at yeah, his face. Yeah. I'd say a little teeny, maybe. A little yeah. chubby cheekier. I don't know. Yeah. Why'd they let him hold the baby? That's a good question. Do you did just let like, random people hold your baby and take their picture? Did he like save did he did he save the uh did he save the village from something? I feel like, yeah, there's gotta be a reason because the mom took a picture of him with the baby and saved the photo inside of, um, it was inside of a diary or something, wasn't it? No, it was inside their Bible, for lack of a better word, right? That's what Meryl picks up 
because it's by their like little worship sort of corner. But yeah, um, Wolfwood is over it. And I'm kind of yeah. with him on this. He spends his whole episode just being pissed. He's like, come he's on. He's just man. like, just fucking kill the dude. Why are you making us continually save you? Because you won't kill the dude. And um, I mean, we get a brief shot of his face. Wolfwood looks really cool. You know, like album cover cool right here. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he, I was glad that he called him out on it. Because what I was alluding to earlier is that uh, Wolfwood, um, Vash asks Wolfwood why he killed Rolo, and his response was it was out of mercy, and that seems like a completely foreign idea to Vash that you could mercy kill someone, which I'm surprised he's made it this long without realizing that, and that makes me wonder if he's capable of real empathy either. Like, we kind of get the gist that Vash is like a test to human thing, yeah. right? Like, him and Knives. And Knives is like completely socio or psych psychopathic. Um, Vash is not, but it does seem like his empathy is mixed. I mean, it could just know. be, you know, uh, the assumption has, uh, from everything we've seen, it seems like Meryl and Roberto and mm -hmm. Wolfwood are like the first real friends he's ever had. Yeah. It seems like yeah. he's just been on his own for however long. Yeah. So it could just be that he's, never gotten to know someone enough to even know like that level of need right like he's never been in a position where someone would like trust him with that or ask him of that or you know what i mean yeah um, theo brings up a good point here because this, this is kind of in the conversation that wolfwood and vash are having is that vash doesn't didn't think that wolfwood had the right to kill uh rollo and that's when uh Wolfwood says your hypocrisy is showing because he's still choosing not to kill Rolo too. It's like, I mean, he's, he's making the choice to deny Rolo peace. Yeah. In the same way that Wolfwood made the choice to end his life. And, you know, mm -hmm. there, like you said, there are arguments to be made about which is crueler and which is less humane. Right. Um, and right. I mean, there's a whole philosophical argument that can, that can be born out of that. Um, but I guess personally, my leaning is the least amount of suffering yeah. is the kinder decision. And I mean, I don't think anyone would argue that like Rolo was happy the way that he currently was and was leading a full fulfilling life. I mean, he was just a roided out angry child who had been trapped in that body. Well, yeah, right. Like he didn't have any consent. He didn't have any say in what happened to him. Right. So. Like right. I mean, if the doctor had abandoned him, like they were obviously monitoring him because they knew when he died, but it's not like, you know, they provided anything, any kind of support or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. So and, I have a question uh, sure. before, um, based on the pacing that we have been going with so far. Yeah. There's no way the show is done in six episodes, right? Like they like, yeah. Do we know feel for like sure how many show? episodes this is supposed to run for? Has there been any statement about? Um, I thought they maybe had like a Blu-ray announcement, but I don't do know. Do you if remember they ever people announced. talking about a Blu-ray announcement yeah. and that um, being extrapolated to 
how much we, but yeah, we can't be anywhere close to done. Like just off of what I really, what I remember from the original. So we've met Rolo here and he's got a title that isn't, I think ever spoken in this episode. People in the comments are saying, you know, it's uh Mon of the Gale. So all of these weird experiment beings that are working with knives have titles like that. Like they call, I've already forgotten what this one's name. It's something, the beast, right? So the Zazi, the beast. Okay. So we got Zazi, the beast, Mon of the Gale. Um, and as we find out at the end of this episode, uh, Nicholas Wolf what is called is the Punisher, which oh, yeah. is, oh, yeah, he is. <laughs> which is something. Okay. So Zazi, the beast, sorry. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's, there's more of them. I mean, I remember there's like a jazz guy. Do you think Zazie Beats, do you think like her parents named her after Zazie the Beast? Like, do you think Zazie Beats is, their parents are like, hey. Who's Zazie Beats? I don't know who Zazie uh, She's the actress. She was Domino in Deadpool 2. Okay. Um, she was the girlfriend in the Joker movie. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. 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 She's been, in. she's been in a few things, but she's no, been kind I of an up and coming. Named after Trigun. No, probably okay. not. But. So it's just a coincidence that we have Zazie the Beast, and then yeah. we have Zazie Beats acclaimed international actress. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. They, this group they're called the Gung Ho Guns. That's the name of the group. I don't know if he'll ever use that title here because it seems like they've been a little like. Not KG, but just haven't been adhering to making sure you know what every single one's name is. Um, and yeah, I know that there's a there's a jazz one. There's like, I don't know, Blues Traveler or something like that. I don't know what his name is. I can't remember. I just, I remember that episode in the original anime because he, I think he fights with a horn. Right? Okay, let me just, let me just look. I think there's like seven gung-ho guns. Like a horn, like a like a jet, like an instrument. Like a trumpet, like a trumpet Ooh. that was really strong. Okay, no, there that. are um, twelve, uh, no, thirteen gung ho guns, and I don't now. We fought in, two, right? We fought the 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 blowy uppy guy. We just then, yeah, the one from this episode, and then Zazie the Beast is one, and now we know technically Wolfwood is one. Um, and oh yeah, it's the one floor. I'm thinking of is uh, Mid Valley, the Horn Freak is the jazz one I was trying to think of. Um, thank you guys. That's the best name I've ever heard. I'm they just... all have names like this. Okay, it's amazing. Um, in the you can't get anime... better than Horn Freak. You can't. <laughs> oh yeah, we also saw E.G. the Mine, which was the guy who had the explosives in like episode two, who blew up the big, uh, the Nebraska guy. So yeah. he blew him up. So we, we've, yeah, so then that's four, actually. And now the previous season didn't, or the previous adaptation didn't include every single one of them. So it's possible they will not include every single one this time as well. But um, we'll see. But it does feel like, I don't know, maybe they could do it in six episodes because they got a lot of the, big like sci-fi plot reveal out of the way in like episode one that's true in the original like we went through all of the gung-ho guns and then we kind of got the knives backstory so it was just it just felt a a lot longer um yeah i hope we get um mid valley the horn freak that's the one that i want to see the most so if we don't i will um the show will officially be a one out of ten on my animate list so <laughs> 
straight to the bottom of the pile. Yeah. Not enough horn freak. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's let's get into Buddy Daddies, which was another lighthearted episode this week. Um, so not like a ton to deep dive. I mean, we didn't even get to see them do the assassination. That felt that was the one thing where I was like, you, you at least like show us the, the yeah. kill shot. Like if you're gonna take all that time to set it up. Yeah, yeah. So uh what I wrote in my review, and I'll reiterate like really shortly here, is that I felt like this episode should have been next week, and they should have had like one episode the episode this week should have been them doing a hit, like without yeah. without uh I could see that without Miri. Yeah, just because they did all the setup of putting her into daycare last week. So it just felt like that would have been a good, like, breathing episode. Instead of immediately having it go into, okay, but now COVID shut the daycare down. And so oh, you said, was it was that a COVID thing? Because, yeah, that, yeah, yeah that's COVID. what I thought. Yeah, yeah, COVID shut down the daycare. And that's so they funny. were back to square one. Was, so it was almost like all the getting her into the daycare and buying her all the stuff for the daycare and getting her acclimated to the social expectations in daycare last week were kind of... Is this officially the first, like, COVID rep in an anime? Is this, like, the first time it's made its way into, like, the plot of an anime? Maybe. That, I, that I'm that i aware of. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. So, she's home again. They need to pull off a hit because they've spent all their money on video games. And... Wait, Is that's this, last week. I know you just you just wanted to look at, at <laughs> just, Ray's sexy abs again. That makes oh sense. Oh no. Why did it downloaded the wrong pictures? Um so James, I'll let you talk about Buddy Daddy while I re-download the pictures I already uploaded. Well for, Drive. for those of you that are interested in more of Miri being a cutie pie, yeah, and more of Kazuki being um uh, a doting dad, but also weirdly not that concerned about losing his new daughter. Like concerned, but like also willing to stop by the coffee shop to get a drink with his friend. Like I was like, come yeah. on, man. Like she could be dead. <laughs> she, she could. She could be dead. I also thought the little, I couldn't decide if I thought, the bit with him, I, I got, I got the joke of him like worrying that um, Miri was gonna get like, swept up by uh, Ryu, like and marry him. That little bit where she, like, yeah, which Q. I yeah. have failed to have the opportunity to point out, but that seems like an intentional pun from James Bond. Oh Is yeah, oh yes, of course. I feel yeah, like, I keep I feel trying to look for like a way to like work that into my reviews each week. And I'm like, ah, I just well, thank you. don't have time to acknowledge this yet. Don't have time to acknowledge this. But he yet. doesn't give him gad. He's more of their M though, because he doesn't give him gadgets. He just that's tells true. them who to kill. But still, yeah, he, that's very clearly a, a Yeah. Reference. All right. That didn't take as long as I was thought. All right. So yeah, their budget's blown. And Ray is really upset they might not be able to buy more video games. Um it's fucked up. Yeah. You're gonna do that. Yeah, you can't do that to that guy. That's like his number one bonding experience with with me. Sorry, yeah. I like her face here a lot. It's just no pudding is also not no pudding. Bad. Yeah, no pudding, no video games. Um yeah, but yeah, most of this episode was them kind of running around trying to because they were doing they weren't doing a hit, they were only given sur surveillance duties to like 
work back into it because they've been oh, okay. not taking jobs for a little while. So he was like, I'm not trusting you to do another hit. Remember how what happened when they were supposed to infiltrate? It's true. Play? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so kind of caused a big deal. Um, so, yeah, they're just supposed to uh, do some surveillance. Ray reads lacrosse manga. Yeah. In case anyone was curious, just want to point that out. He's shown reading this twice. Also, I have strong doubts that he is drinking an alcoholic beverage. That just looks like um, Tropical Punch, which would fit him because even though he kills people for a living, he's, he's a, a he's child. A he is a 12-year-old in a man's body. He is, yeah. yeah. His, his father denied him any kind of childhood. So now he has money and he reads manga and plays video games and drinks orange iced orange soda out of a tumbler glass. Yeah. Um, this was a this was a good ongoing gag. So even though the daycare got closed, Mary was supposed to do draw a picture of her her dad's jobs, and um, they don't want to tell her, and they're worried that Q will tell her, or you know, or Q will use her as leverage or something. Um, the end result is Q lies to her, which is mm -hmm. what they should have done from the beginning. But he makes up the most ridiculous jobs for them, which is, uh, I think I have a screen cap all the way. Kazuki's a comedian and Ray is a, a Middle Eastern oil baron. Yes. Is, yeah. That's, um, I thought, so I thought the joke of this, and, <laughs> and, and this is something I've been meaning to bring up because it, it ties into the, the mom group text that keeps popping up. As oh, well yeah, yeah, yeah. But I thought the joke was going to be that it very, it very much looks like you could you could interpret it as like Ray being in a wedding dress and oh, Kazuki yeah. being dressed up in like a tuxedo. Oh, and I you know I thought people were gonna take a look at the at the thing and they were go oh it's when your dad's got married. <laughs> um, and yeah. the one the one thing that's been and maybe it's like a cultural thing. Um, mm -hmm. I I think it's is it weird to you that all of the moms are just assuming that the two of them are straight and available the way that they're like texting about them. It's like, Oh, they're so hot. Like, Oh, like, like, Oh, they're so rich. Like they have money. Or are, are they still like, I can't tell if they're texting about them, just gossipy. Like, Oh, look at, look at the hot gay couple. Or if they're like thirsting over them or both. But I feel like it's a bit of both. Um, like there was a screenshot from the mom group text from the previous episode where it was really obvious that they were thirsty. Like, they overhear, um, Ray makes that joke that they are hitmen to um, the daycare lady or at, in front of the daycare and the moms hear it. And like one of them responds to the equivalent of like, uh, well, I want to hit that or something. Yeah. And in this one, you can see that they've like, well, I just thought that they worked together and um, I thought they were hosts. The host is pretty funny just because that's probably based yeah. on the fact that they showed up in tuxedos. Yeah, they um, look like hosts. Yes. Yeah, they look like hosts. Um, but yeah, I feel like this is a, a social situation where people aren't going to ask because it would be impolite to do so. But also, I don't think gay couples can adopt in Japan. So I think there's also culturally something there where it's like, well, how do they have children? Which I mean, is dumb. Like one of them could have previously been married and he's widowed and then is now with a man or something like that, you know, but um, yeah, it I, I like that. There's not like a lot of gay panic stuff. Like yeah. I, yeah. But I, I also thought, 
I kind of thought that it would be kind of cute and funny for people to be joking about the fact that they basically are a married couple anyway. Like, you know, just. Yeah. As, like, I assume like the thirst was coming from like a food Joshi angle sort of oh, yeah. thing. Kind of, kind of idea where like the moms are just into it because they're two hot dudes. And so they text each other about it. Um, Cause I mean, I don't know if all the moms here, I'm, I was looking, two of them are married at least. I can't see the ring fingers on three of the others. Um, one is left-handed though, which is a fun little bit of representation there, I guess. Um, but yeah, I don't know that, you know, any of the moms are actually planning to like, none of them have tried to openly flirt, I guess is what I would say about that. Like, I don't know that any of them have even tried talking to them. I don't think so. so I, I just know that when they came out of that car dressed to the nines with mm -hmm. their adore, that was the, and I say this in the best, that was the gayest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> like that was like, that, that was like, the dream yeah right? yeah um and so i don't know like i guess i'm one and again I, i'm genuinely curious like I'm, I'm wondering what like the other i guess they work together and they yeah. both platonically i guess they just actually got to the the actual truth of it where they're they're platonic uh lifelong roommates that yeah. are are co-raising their adopted murder daughter <laughs> Which is like the word together thing, like outside of that scenario is funny because can you think of a single coworker that you would also just like raise a kid with? Like that doesn't in what scenario do you like just bring your coworker? Like it's just one like, of the happen like, often where it's like these are my two dads. We 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 live together, they both raise me and dress me and feed me. Um and uh you know they're both like uh, executives at uh at EA Japan. Like I don't know, yeah, like Yeah, yeah. Just just uh weird these are mostly just good faces um i could was this relatable this lindsay was this highly relatable? relatable kazuki face about pulling all-nighters um i think i tweeted this with anime expo vibes because anime expo is terrifying because we have a preview guide and expo going on at the same time every july um this was just up there for a minute and i thought it was funny that's just ray um there's a lot of really good Miri faces in this one because she tries to tag... Kazuki won't take her to his job for obvious reasons. She has this homework assignment she needs to write. Um, Ray is exhausted from pulling all-nighters, still sleeping in the bathtub. Um, it's his refuge. <laughs> falls asleep in there when he's supposed to be watching her. She sneaks out and follows Kazuki around and is, like we all would be, distracted by a dog. St. Bernard, to be specific. right? Yeah. Um, so these are just mostly cute. Um, this is her peeking out of the corner of a screen. I don't know why those school uniforms look familiar to me. Like I've seen, I mean, I guess they're kind of generic, but I feel like I've seen them in another anime, like school I, days or something. I wouldn't be surprised if this is some kind of like cameo. Yeah. Like some kind of sneaky cameo that like some fans are going to point out. And yeah, like, oh, that's obviously another PA works property or something like, yeah. Yeah. The buddy um, daddy cinematic universe. Is this the first good look we've gotten at the mysterious deadly assassin that's also taking work from Q? I, I thought think we so. didn't get to see his face in the previous episode. Like I think it was just like his jawline when he talked yeah. and stuff. But so we get our first good look at the he's inevitably the villain. Unless they're gonna do some I think it'd be cute if he became like her weird uncle. <laughs> that would be I was thinking about that like he's either the villain or PA Works is gonna like flip the script on it. Because Miri runs into him 
and he kind of glares at her like this. I mean, it's not an intense glare, but it is like maybe for a child would be not great. Yeah. And then he picks her up in the most awkward way, but she apologizes. And so he just sets her down and keeps going. And there was part of me that was like, if she didn't apologize, would he have just like squished her skull like a like an orange or something? Like, <laughs> just... I'm just <laughs> I mean, we we all saw Akiba Made War. We know that BA Works can do it. They could animate yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, I also liked Kazuki just freaking out when he realized that, you know, or here he's thinking about what he's going to do to whoever has kidnapped Miri. She has not been kidnapped, but um, yeah, that was pretty much it. I mean, they Q has now offered to watch her whenever she doesn't have daycare so they can get the work done, which was nice. I'm glad that they are getting a good support system. For themselves and their murdered daughter. Do you think, is there, I was thinking about this as I was watching this, because on the one hand, the whole, he's having that conversation that's like very obviously foreshadowing, like, look, if you try to leave this life, you're going to die. Yeah. Um, if you have any relationships at all, they're going to be at risk forever. Yeah. From, you know, people retaliating against us. And so, and it ended on a sweet note where he said, like, you know, if, if you're going to try to raise a family in spite of everything in the world actively screaming, no, it's a horrible idea, mm -hmm. then, you know, make sure that you enjoy every moment of it, which I think is sweet. Yeah. But I'm wondering, is there an ending of this show? Do you foresee the two of them getting to raise Miri in perpetuity? Like, do we get to see a cute little flash forward where she's like going to high school and we get like middle-aged Kazuki and Ray like still doing their thing? Or is she going to end up having to like go back with her mom? Like her mom's going to change her ways and she's going to move back in with her mom. And then they get to just be like the, the uncles that visit her every now and then or something. I think her mom is going to come back at some point in the series. I think that drama is, is there. Um, but I also yeah theo says what if they fake their deaths um i mean that would be good maybe q would yeah. even help them do it um it's just, it breaks my heart whenever you have that because it's kind of a trope right where you have right. that like that temporary parental bond that like inevitably has to be severed when you mm -hmm. like bring the kid back to the real home or whatever yeah yeah and uh i don't know if i can handle that <laughs> this like i don't i yeah. just want her i want her to have her papas forever. yeah yeah that's what i want and they can just get Real jobs. Uh, yeah, no, Ray, they can become a stand-up comedian in a Middle Eastern oil band. I was gonna say Ray could go into a video game QA testing, and he could be a streamer. And Kazuki can get a job as a cook um, for a high-end restaurant. Yeah. And if that happens at the end of the show, people need to start paying me money for for, <laughs> for writing the ends of anime for them. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I feel like either option is viable for how the show will go. Like, there's just as much possibility that there'll be this huge, tearful goodbye. It'll be the first time we ever see Mary cry because she hasn't cried for the whole show. And then she just comes a big, weeping mess. She's separated from her papas. And um, she's screaming that she doesn't want her mom to take her. She wants to stay with them. And you then... can't do this to me. If I cry on stream, it's, <laughs> it's going to be a mess. Okay. I can't handle that. Stop. Stop. <laughs> but I mean, no. I feel like that'll maybe happen regardless, 
but it could I've I've watched movies where they do that whole thing and then JK at the end it shows the kid running back. Yeah. And the mom like gives them the official adoption papers and then mm. they move on with their life and they do a flash forward and they've got the new jobs like I mentioned or something. Maybe they'll raise Mary to be a hit woman. That could also work too. <laughs> do that don't ruin her by making her murder no, she'd only kill bad guys though you do you know? think she's like... ever gonna find out that they killed her dad are they gonna ever confront her with that information where she finds out that they actually murdered her real father i don't this is gonna sound weird but would she care <laughs> she didn't know him i was just like she truly <laughs> didn't know him like would yeah. she even like would that register like you know, like, would she be like, oh, well, you're my papa, so who cares? Um, yeah. He was not He was an evil human trafficker. So, yeah. like, if she was, like, nine and she knew her dad and, like, she thought her dad was super cool. Yeah. Um, and, like, I, I don't know, she ended up with these guys and she thought they were, like, her cool uncles and they were, like, hiding. I could see that being, like, a kind of big dramatic twist, but I don't really yeah. know. I don't know if she's, like, developed enough to understand, like... I mean, also, it doesn't really sound like her dad was a good guy. So it is even like she'd be like, oh, you took my life away from me. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. It's not like they disrupted something that she was already acclimated to. And I think it was in the first episode, Mary said, a papa is the person who saves you. I think that's how it was worded. And so she just accepted Kazuki was her papa because he, he saved her. So. She, it'd be funny she might like she might even like know that he's not her dad yeah like that might be yeah. the joke where like he confesses to her and she's like yeah i know like yeah that, yeah that would be funny it'd be kind of like what happened with q in this episode where he, he was like oh yeah i i, I knew that yeah. you guys had her i know everything kazuki's so. a terrible liar for oh him. yeah yeah he really for he's <laughs> like an yeah. Awful liar. yeah yeah so yeah yeah well, Maybe next that, week we'll get the Hitman action, though. So. I kind of hope so. There wasn't a preview at the end of the episode, I don't think. So, yeah. So, I'm, yeah, I'd like to I'd like to see them do another murder. Yeah. Come on, guys. Get it together. Get back <laughs> All right. The game. All right um, I want to thank everybody for coming out. We will be here again next week at the same exact time, Tuesday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, to talk about Bash or Vash the Stampede, Trigun Stampede, and Buddy Daddies, and whatever's going on in the anime news. So thanks for coming out, James. Hell yeah, anytime. Yeah. See you next week. Bye. Bye. -bye.